So, Johnny, you know, over the last couple of weeks, I've moved into a an, another kind of more of a direct supervisory position, which it's uh, been a little while since I've been in. There. Congratulations! Oh man, it's exciting, <laughs> right? And so, so I've been in a technical leadership position for uh, doing project management for the last couple of years, and so I'm back more in that supervisory sort of role. And as I've been doing this, it's gotten me more in the mode of kind of really thinking about. What is my leadership style uh, when I'm watching over a group of people in that sort of mode? And um, it's really gotten me thinking a lot about servant-based leadership, right? And that's something that's just been really running around in my head for a while. Because I'm, I'm taking over this group of people and the morale is pretty low. Hmm. And, um, and so that's shown up in a number of their surveys and it's shown up in, in really just how they're performing. And so for me... This is something that's that I'm like, okay, so how do I attack this problem? How do I mm-hmm. how do I help them? And really, the only way that I can think about approaching it is through servant-based leadership. And so, what does that mean to yep. me? And um, for me, what servant-based leadership is is I need to go in there, understand what each of those individuals need, and really try and address that from a servant perspective. And welcome to Bear Leadership. I'm Johnny Nguyen, founder of The Venture Out, a curated email. A project manager and father. What I have found is that when people feel that their leaders are there to serve them, right? Not that they're afraid to make decisions or anything like that, but that they're truly there as a member of the team. I find that they're normally willing to perform better and that morale improves. I found that when I've had individuals that work for me, that they know that I'm I'm their best cheerleader, right? That I'm the mm-hmm. one who is going to push them up those ranks as, as quickly as possible, right? That I'm going to give them the most opportunities, that I am their mentor, that I am the one who is going to be in their corner more than anyone else mm-hmm. and help them, that they've been willing to give me more than anyone else, right? That I'm looking out for them not only as an employee, but as a person, as a friend, so, so how has it been manifesting prior to though? Like, what were you, what were you picking up on with the team prior to your um, coming on board that you felt like that that previous the predecessor wasn't the best cheerleader, wasn't taking care of the people? What were those things that you were seeing? So immediately, what I can tell is that the team feels like management uh, maybe doesn't recognize what their value is. Um, and it, and it probably isn't intentional. So as we're talking like awards, recognition. So awards and recognition are maybe just a small part of Mm -hmm. it, right? I think it's maybe interest in what they're doing and it's, it's a recognition of the value that they bring to the table and you see it in the direct line management and Mm -hmm. then you see it filter down from there, which is, is what they, you know, do they feel what they are doing is important? Okay, so how do we, I, I, I guess, come across to the team like just more interested? Like, take the time, talk through their day, talk through what the challenges they're going through are, and then I guess come up with some things to help um, help them in their day. 
Right. Well, so I'm not going to walk around handing out hankies or anything All like right. that. But but what I what I do think is that you take the time to prioritize and and show them that what they do is is important, right? To push them on on those things and 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 improve their products, mm-hmm. right? So so you don't just you know you become their greatest advocate. And so, you know, in, in my mind, some of those things are, you know, before they get up there and, and give a presentation, right, you grill them. You, you make sure that they know what they're doing is important. You ask them the tough questions. You don't have them get up there and give half-assed responses. Mm-hmm. And you give them the appropriate time to, to improve their presentations ahead of time. You, um, you, but you also improve and advocate for them. And you give them that FaceTime. You, you know, but I think it really comes down to the mindset you have going into each of those actions. Because a lot of those actions we, we talk about, well, there's grilling the employees to help prepare them for the, for the actual um, show. It, it really comes from the mindset that, you, that we have during that moment, such that it's not about creating that product that makes my office look the best or or my team make look the best. It's really about making you look the best possible. And it's hard to maybe differentiate between the two from an employee perspective because all they see is a person grilling them hard in that moment at least, right? So how are they going to make that distinction between uh, Jeremy's got my best um, uh, interest um, at heart or, interest is, or, or Jeremy's just looking out for himself in this moment to make sure he looks good. So the differentiation between that two may be hard for an employee to see, even though in our mindset it may be very easy to to distinguish because, like, there's been a couple instances lately for me at least is I really don't care about the product and how it makes me look or the or even the team looks to a degree. I really care about you and what you're putting out to the other people that uh, may affect your career. And that's where I'm coming from. So even though I'm being harsh with them, in that one-on-one setting, in a private setting, it, it may be hard for them to to to, to see the see. difference. Yeah, that's a good point. I never really thought about it that way. Um, what what I always kind of start with <clears throat> is a is a vision, right? Mm-hmm. Is a vision for the office, is a vision for our team, and then I also kind of give them the context surrounding it, right? Which is right now we are not seeing as the best of the best. And that's simply not true, right? Mm-hmm. We are, but we have to come across that way in these numerous incidents. And, and this is how we're going to get there, right? And, and here's how I need you to be thinking. And, mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, and I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help you get what you deserve. And here's how we're going to go about doing it. And I'm going to push you to the front, right? No longer is it okay for us to sit in the back and for other people to take credit for the work that you have been doing. Right. And so really trying to focus, hey, you know, oh, yeah, there's another 50 people. We do a bunch of other things, too. And, yeah. and trying to make sure that that message makes its way to the people that, you know, the, to the top management of, of the programs and things like that. And really kind of show, hey, you know, those other people that really felt neglected. And I mean, and that's that's, again, what's showing up in some of the morale surveys and stuff like that is that you got a whole bunch of people that feel neglected. Mm-hmm. And, and they get some recognition. And also, right, part of that's in how mm-hmm. I, as their leader, spend some time with them, right? 
yeah. hey, come on in, come sit in my office, you know, or or me. What I've what I've been doing is just walking out and sitting in their cube, saying hello, seeing what they're doing, where are they from, you know, what what is important to right. them. Yeah. I, so I've got to be honest. I, I've been struggling with that piece a little bit. I've been doing much more of it. Because my style has always been a bit more of a pers- personal relationship style. I can really get to know um, your life as much as I can to a degree, just so I can understand where you're coming from, your upbringing, what stresses are are in your home life. Um, but I'm a busy person too, so when a, when a, when a person comes in and starts chit chatting for like more than like ten minutes or fifteen minutes, I, I, I start getting a little antsy about it. So I, that, that piece of it I do struggle with, and I'm trying to get better at that to, to carve out more time for everybody to a degree. Because that goes back to the, to the surfing-based um, style that we want to have. Um, an, an example I'll, I'll bring up, kind of a little different topic is, so I've got this, this one person that does um, very technical work, right? So we're about to brief upper management on the products and the, and the accomplishments we've done over the past um, six months or so. And I, and I coached this employee to say, you know what? Go deep into the technical piece. I know you're going to lose upper management on this thing, but that's the point. I want you to lose them just to demonstrate how technical your work is. Because if you can come across as like so invaluable, like, I don't know what he's doing, but he's generating this product for me, and I know I need that product at the end. I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it, so I can't fire that person, you know. So, so that was the whole point. So, so we went into the big presentation. He delivered um, very well, I thought. And then up, and so I asked on the side, upper manager, hey, so what do you think about all those, all, you know, all, all those presentations? They're like, Johnny, that one person, they lost me. I didn't know what they were talking. They had think he dug too deep into the weeds on that one. And I told the boss, hey, I that's my fault. I I asked him to do that. But at the end of the day, I think it still proved the point that. It's it's good for that employee in the long run. That upper management now sees that person as like a important piece. Maybe upper management doesn't understand exactly what they do, but that the person does something. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a fine line that that we kind of walk between being people's manager and and kind of being their friend, right? And yeah. And you know, we have to be their manager, right? We have to be their leader. I think in order to do that, we also have to, you know, understand their life, what are their motivations, Mm -hmm. things like that. Now, we have to be able to flip that switch pretty quickly, right? And say, look, this is your job. These are the things you have to do in order to accomplish your job. But for me, in order to understand someone and their intrinsic motivations, I also have to care about them, right? In order to, you know, help someone, um, yeah. it's important that I that I understand them, and and I find that a team that I genuinely care about, it's difficult not to help them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's a saying, right, um, that I can help someone without loving them, but I cannot love someone without helping them, mm. you know. And and so is that from like an '80s song? Uh, uh, Rich no, Marks, maybe John Cusack might have been in it. But <laughs> <clears throat> now, but but uh, y- you know, for me, right? If I if I genuinely care about the team, it reflects in how and how they feel motivated, right? And and so 
you know, there is no errors about it, right? There is no false motives or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, people see right through that crap, right? If you genuinely want these people to succeed, they can tell that. And so if you sit down with them and you really find out what they need and want in life, um, you can, you can genuinely motivate them a lot more, but it's because, right, you're, you're acting as a servant towards them. So, so again, is there anything specific we do to get us into that mindset? I mean, I think you just, you genuinely seek to understand, right? You know, what is it, what is it that they need oh, so, or want? So maybe, maybe it's the opposite question. What's the opposite of a service base? I mean, um, a, a service um, mentality, right? It's personal base where you're all about yourself, all about the ambition that you have, your own career. <clears throat> so, so how do you reconcile the two? Because most driven people have ambition, which I don't think is a bad thing. I think you need that to drive yourself. Um, but how do you, how do you reconcile the two maybe? So, so, I mean, I see this in certain instances where people will, and and this is actually one of the leadership traits that I really despise the most, right? Where somebody will use a team in order to develop a product, right? And then they bring it forward and they don't give anybody else on that team credit for that product, right? They say, I did this, Mm -hmm. I did that. And it was man, I did a great job on all this, you know? <laughs> and, and, and to me, it shows a complete lack of recognition of what, you know, all of these people beneath them did. A true leader, what, what I have always felt is they step back and they give the team recognition when things go well, and then they step forward and take the responsibility when things fail. Yeah, but I've seen it before, and even in the workplace where, <clears throat> people who do start with the statements of I did this and I accomplished that do get promoted, do get recognized more often than not. You know, this is a bit of the, um, me coming from a Asian culture. I, I noticed that within the, the Western society degree, which is what we talk about where, you know, it, to get ahead in the world, you got to talk about yourself. You got to self promote yourself. You got to, you got to be the first person to raise your hand and take some initiative on things. And those are good things for the most part. But when you're in the position of leadership, it's a tough balance between those two because, again, if, if, if we are first-line managers or somebody's in that uh, first-line uh, leadership position, there's still growth for them, but they're also taking care of people behind them to a degree. So, I mean, how do you feel when somebody takes credit for your work? No, I just blackmail them later or just <laughs> do something to them later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mail them a horse head. Um, but I mean, you know, to to me, right? That's that's just the fundamental question: is is how do you feel when somebody does that to you, right? And and so you treat people as you would wish to be treated. Mm-hmm. And very Confucius of you. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty deep on the Eastern <laughs> philosophy. Clearly, clearly, clearly. Yeah, but but I mean. You know, that's that's ultimately what 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 I think everyone is really looking for, right? And and that doesn't mean that you don't end up getting recognition for your work, right? If you're a member in the lead of consistently high performing teams, any moron in management is gonna recognize that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Y- you know, I, I mean So 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 maybe that's the the mind trick we need to do to ourselves where to get to get into a service based uh, mindset, the thinking is the more I can do that, in actuality, the more successful I will be in the end as well. You know, not that that's a purely, you know, altruistic way of thinking about it, but if if that's what you need to get there, better than nothing. 
Well, let's see. Uh, let so, me just throw so, that out there. So uh, maybe servant-based leadership isn't for that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, for me personally, I, I genuinely am more interested in, in, in what I can do for those those people than I am in, in what it, it gets me out of it, right? Yeah. I, I'm not terribly concerned with, with what, you know, okay, hey, if I do all these things, I'm going to get promoted. I, I genuinely don't care. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of the point, right? I, I really want to see these folks succeed and, and get a better, you know, life out of it. Right. Um, I'm more worried about the mission than I am about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and maybe that's kind of where I've reached a point where I'm just, I'm okay with that. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, my ambition is kind of, yeah, it's, it's different at the, where, where we are in our careers to the degree where, yeah, I feel the same way where ambition is still there. It's still great. But right now I, I definitely do worry more about my team and how they're doing and how each one of them are prepared for the future or not, not prepared enough and what, what I can do and to contribute to that piece of it. It's more about, it's like a different type of legacy almost. And as you walk in and, you know, you have a number of people that you're worried about or care about, right? It's more relevant what can be done to help them than it is about what can be done to help you. And maybe that's why the leaders that I respect on a daily basis are the ones that are still there at five, six, seven o'clock at night when everyone else has gone home than it is, um, you know, those are the, those are typically the people I respect, right? And it's not just because they're workaholics, mm-hmm. it's because they genuinely care more. Yeah. You know, when I think about some of the leaders that I see these days, the ones that I really gravitate towards don't exhibit that obvious ambition, that obvious like, hey, I'm in it for myself, to make a name for myself, to try and make a mark on this world. Um, it's really those leaders that are like, hey, I've, you know, this is my job here. This is what I'm supposed to be doing, taking care of this team or taking care of that thing. And that's what they go do. And it's worrying about that piece of it, not worrying about themselves. And it's very obvious the other folks that are in it for themselves that who maybe haven't gotten promotion for a longest time and they're really craving it and they, they feel wrong that they haven't gotten it yet in their career. And it just comes across like that. You know, it's like it's always about that person. And... And everybody knows it to a degree, which just kind of sucks. And it becomes very difficult to follow something yeah, like it, that. It's like a cycle almost like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, so the people that I've just wanted to follow are I mean, very, they've never been about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, why would you want to follow someone who's about themselves? Mm-hmm. You know, they're about the team or the mission. I mean, when I get riled up and just fired up, about something. It's somebody that can get me fired up about the mission, right? And and that I know will take good care of me, my team, my family, or that we have a common interest, which is we both believe in something with all of our hearts about the mission, right? And so that's the job of the leader, which is I'm going to align them behind a common vision, and then I'm going to take care of them as we're marching there. Any last uh, takeaways for our audience here? So service-based leadership, 
to, to me, I think the biggest things I got out of this conversation with you, Jeremy, is it's really going in with that mindset, how to every day go in with that right mindset um, to remind yourself that, hey, it's, you know, it's about the mission, it's about the people, and taking care of everybody around you. And, um, and again, I, I think ambition is a good thing. It's just got to be um, focused in the right way. Yeah. I, and I think, I think you hit all the main points. You know, to me, as, as we look at increasing morale and, and doing the right things for the team, you know, those are things that um, we have to keep in, into account, right? How are you serving your people? How are you aligning them to a vision and a goal and a common purpose? And what are you doing on a daily basis to ensure that you're helping them meet their needs, uh, both for a team and for a mission? And, um, and that's something that's really important, you know? What I've really started to kind of ramble around in my brain as I've stepped into kind of this new role is mm-hmm. how can I serve this team better? You know, how can I be less focused on what I need and more focused on what each and every one of them needs? And, um, and I think that's maybe the only approach to help improve their morale. Okay, well, thanks for joining us and uh, we'll see you next time.